This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Tonight on Huckabee, North Carolina Congressman Madison Cawthon, MeWe founder Mike Weinstein, Christy Denny shares a scrumptious leftover, the Isaacs celebrate America in song. That's Trey Corley in the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Welcome, everybody. I hope you have had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You know, we got a lot of people in the audience and they're still wearing Thanksgiving hats. But I mean, why not? Because when else are they going to wear them? Looking at some of these people, they might wear them all year. That would worry me a whole lot. And by the way, notice I'm wearing my Christmas tie because now that we're past Thanksgiving, I can get away with that. And I'll be wearing them all December. Well, I hope you've had a great Thanksgiving with your family. And uh, I know that you're trying to figure out how to make best use of the leftover turkey at your house. Later in our show, we're going to help you with that. And I promise it is a much better idea than just asking Keith, Trey, and me to come to your house and finish off your groceries. You do not want to do that. Hey, remember last year at this time, Dr. Fauci was telling us not to gather in groups of more than eight or ten And we better just eat by ourselves, all the time wearing two or three masks. I don't know how you cram turkey through three masks. I've never figured that one out. Now, not many of us did that last year. And probably no one paid any attention to that kind of stuff this year. Most people by now have either had a vaccination or they've had COVID. And they have natural antibodies. I just can't imagine that many people are worried about what some big government cosmic killjoys had to say about enjoying Thanksgiving with their families anymore. Well, sadly, some people from the cancel culture, those from the left, they didn't enjoy a Thanksgiving this year. To begin with, they think the pilgrims were a bunch of imperialistic racists who stole the land and whose Puritan religious views were bigoted because their beliefs came right out of the Bible. I kind of feel sad for the irreligious left, as they probably gathered in groups of three, eating tofu, raw radishes, and baked carrots. This uniquely American holiday of Thanksgiving, I think it's one of the most important to me, because it's a reminder that our nation was started by some people who sought religious liberty and the freedom to worship God. They risked their very lives to come to a country they didn't know to try and make a better life for their children. They weren't perfect, but after some failed attempts at what we call socialism today, in which they tried communal living, they resorted to capitalism 
and they allowed families to own land and reap the benefits and rewards of their labor. Now, the result was that the greatest and the freest nation in the history of the whole world was birthed. And in a really short period of time, that colony grew into what would become the United States of America. And it would rapidly become the most powerful and prosperous nation in the history of all civilization. We're kind of rare in that people from all ethnicities, colors, religions, and races make up America. And all are equally endowed by their creator with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That alone is plenty of reason to celebrate this holiday and to take time out to offer a sincere prayer of thanks for this God-blessed land. I got a lot to be thankful for. A devoted wife, three grown children, seven truly extraordinary grandchildren. Maybe I'll show you a picture sometime, huh? Lots of friends, a roof over my head, food on the table, even if, thanks to Joe Biden and Congress, it sure costs a lot more this year. And because gasoline was so much more expensive this year than last, uh, let's face it, most of us stayed close to home, and that was good too. I hope that you made your list of reasons to be thankful, and I hope that you expressed your thanks to God, from whom all blessings flow. Well, my first guest tonight is the youngest member in the entire U.S. Congress. He was elected last year at the age of 25. He's an America First conservative. I like that about him. You bet. And his family's roots are in the district that he now represents, and they go all the way back to the American Revolution. I'd say he's got some stay in power. He says the only laws that he's going to vote for are those that will give Americans more freedom and not less. Please welcome from the 11th District of North Carolina, Congressman Madison Carthorne. Congressman, thanks for coming. Governor, great to be on with you. It is an honor to have you here. You know, I've been watching you from a distance. You've got some guts, man. You're not afraid of anybody down there. Well, you know what? I, I'll tell you, I, I get to stand on the shoulders of a lot of these great conservatives who really paved the way for me. You know, I, everybody, I'm sure you all remember what it was like watching, you know, in 2015, 2016, the Republican primary debates. Well, some of the greatest entertainment and political <laughs> history of, of all time. I really think that people like you, Rand Paul, Donald Trump, you all took the collar off of young conservatives like me. And so I got to say thank you for letting me giving me the courage to go and get the fight for the freedom I want. Well, that, that means a lot to me, but quite frankly, you are paving your own way, my friend. And one of the things that I have been so appreciative is that you have been outspoken about keeping Americans' freedoms as it comes to the pandemic and not letting uh, officials lock down churches and lock down individual small businesses, but leave the big businesses open and leave the casinos and the strip clubs open. I mean, I don't know why anyone thought that made sense. Well, you know what? I think we've seen for the first time, I know in my short lifetime, a migration of people moving to states not just because they want to live in the geography, but because they want to live in the politics. They, mm. they want to live under red governors. They want to live with uh, people like Ron DeSantis in Florida. Yeah. You know. Good governor. I, 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 
I come from just over the mountain range in North Carolina where we've got a, a governor who did exactly what you did. You know, he, he listened to the woke mob. He listened to these unelected officials. And, you know, I, I call him the demon doctor, Anthony Fauci. Uh, all of these people who used COVID-19 as a tool for fear. And I'm sure all of you are very similar to how I was. You know, when I first started hearing about COVID-19 and the death percentages, what, what it was going to look like, and they said, well, we need two weeks to get our logistics figured out, get our ventilators in the right spot. I said, okay, well, I totally yeah. understand that. But it went from two weeks to slow the spread to where, I mean, what, most people are three jabs in the arm. They've got two presidents. It's spanned the to length of two years. We realize now this is not about public health. Uh, this is not about what's best for the, for the American people and the good of everyone. It is about government control, taking power away from the American people and giving it to these unelected bureaucrats. And, and that, I think, is very troubling, is that a lot of the people who have made the policy decisions are not elected. Therefore, they're not accountable. Right. They don't have to go back and, and answer to the voters. What made you say, I want to go to Congress. I want to go to Washington, D.C.? Well, gosh, you know... I I, I just got married back in April. I've got a really great life. I come from a great family home, got incredible brothers. You know, I went through a terrible car accident uh, about seven years ago, and I've got just this incredible support group. And, you know, once that car accident happened, you know, everything became accelerated for me. Mm. I knew that if I sat around and said, you know, like most cookie-cutter politicians, you know, well, I'll get involved in politics when I'm 55, and we'll see how things are going. You know, I'll tell you, I think if I had made that decision that when I'm raising my children, you know, my son or my daughter would look up to me one day and say, Dad, what was it like to, to have freedom? Yeah. And when I thought about raising a child in a country that is as divided as ours is right now, between elitists and statists mm. and freedom-loving patriots, I realized that something must be done. I, I can't just sit back and say, I want a cushy, comfortable life that's just filled with happiness and joy, which, of course, we all want. But I think the dire times that we are facing right now call for unconventional measures. That's why I said, you know what? At, at 24 years old, I'm gonna run for Congress because if we don't do something now, we will lose our country. And I, I think the last time that really this idea of freedom and self-government was tried was the Magna Carta, which yeah. happened you know, several hundred years before uh, 1776. You know, if we lose freedom today, if America comes what, becomes what Australia is right now with stormtroopers in the streets, with force injections of, of what, what are these medical procedures are, then who knows how long it will be before the people of the world and Americans know what freedom is again. Well, I'm glad that you had the courage to run. We are happy that you were there. And uh, I know that the folks here in the audience appreciate Congressman Madison Carthorne. You can learn more about the congressman and all the good work that he is doing. You simply go to Huckabee.tv. That's where you'll find a link to more information about the congressman and, by the way, all the other guests that we have coming up on the show. Governor, if you don't mind me saying one yeah. last thing. I mean, I'll just ask the audience, how, how great is it to be surrounded by like-minded, freedom-loving patriots? When, yeah. when, the rest, when, when the rest of the country... <laughs> When the rest of the country is literally afraid to breathe air unfiltered, when the rest of the country wants to live completely through social media, not ever getting face-to-face, -face, I just thank you for having the courage and for all of you being willing to come out because I'll tell you, we are not the minority in this country. And very soon, the flag of freedom will fly again. So thank you for having me. Thank you, Congressman Madison Hawthorne. And Congressman...
Hawthorne is going to be, uh, I think, somebody to keep your eyes on. Right now, somebody to keep your eyes on is Keith Bilbrey, as he'll tell you what we have coming up on the rest of the show tonight. Next, MeWe social media founder Mark Weinstein and later food blogger Christy Denny. Stay with Huckabee. The Samaritan's Purse Christmas gift catalog is a wonderful way for you to give to the needy this Christmas season. From hot meals for a child who really needs it, to planting a tree grove, to mending a child's heart, both physically and spiritually. All of those ways are great ways to see exactly how God can use your generosity to change a life and to change the world. I hope you'll call Samaritan's Purse or go to their website today. Check out their Christmas gift catalog. Thank you, and God bless you for your generosity. Earlier this week, my Facebook page got censored because I posted a meme that simply said that you need to stand for truth, even if it means standing alone. Oh, we can't say stuff like that. That's dangerous. Are you as disgusted as I am with far-left big tech companies like Facebook censoring what you can see? Well, there is some good news Mark Weinstein is the founder, chairman, and chief evangelist of a next-generation social media platform who says that you and your data are not for sale. In fact, Mark Weinstein calls his Me, We social media network the anti-Facebook. I kind of like that. His company's also been named one of the most innovative social media companies in the world and one of the best companies in America, period. Would you please welcome to the show Mark Weinstein. Mark, good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here, Mike. Thank you. You're one of the pioneers in the use of the internet and especially in social media. But there came a point at which you broke with a lot of the other people like Zuckerberg when you heard them say that basically nobody's entitled to privacy on the internet. You know, Mike, Mark Zuckerberg said privacy is a social norm of the past. And as one of, the, one of the early founders of social networking, I built one of the first ones in the 90s. When he said that, you know, right at the uh, 2010, 2011, it infuriated me. Like, because he wants to make money, he decides privacy is dead for the world. Privacy is a foundation of our democracy. It's a fundamental principle for being human. So you created MeWe. And the difference is, it's, it's very similar, I guess, to Facebook or other social media platforms. People can go on and they can connect and communicate with others. Big difference, though. You don't collect all their personal data and then sell it off so advertisers hammer them every time they post something. Exactly. Because nobody can target you on MeWe, Mike. We have no ads. We have no amplification. There's no way someone can pay me to boost something into your newsfeed, to manipulate your opinion, your purchase decision, your emotion, nothing. Your newsfeed is pure timeline order who you choose to connect with. So how do you make money if you're not selling the advertising and do the same kind of things that Zuckerberg and uh, Jack Dorsey at Twitter, I mean, that's how they're making the dough. They're selling off the information. So I love that. you got to monetize it somehow. How do yeah, you do it? Absolutely. Listen, we're, all, we're great capitalists, right? Yeah. But Zuckerberg and those other guys practice surveillance capitalism. They spy on you to make money. That's wrong. 
So what we do is MeWe's free, free forever. Everything you need to love the site is free. Social networking, everything you love. And we have a premium membership where we give you even more. Extra storage, extra features. Uh, people love it, and, the, and you support MeWe. So at MeWe, it's very simple. Our members are customers to serve and delight, not data to target, sell, or manipulate. So if, I, if I'm a person on MeWe, if I want the premium services, I'm going to pay something for it. Very reasonable, very low cost. $4.99. $4.99. Yeah, $4.99 a month. That's it. At MeWe, we want to make sure uh, everybody understands, our viewers understand. MeWe is free for everybody. Privacy is free for everybody on MeWe. The Privacy Bill of Rights on MeWe, it's automatic. If you want to help support MeWe, pay $4.99 a month and get some extra features. About 4% of our members pay for extra features. About 95, 96% of our members use free MeWe. Everybody loves it. We got 500,000 reviews in the stores. Mm. Out of five, our rating is 4.4 out of five. Facebook's is 2.2 out of five. What does that say? People love MeWe. I, I think there's an incredible need for MeWe and social media platforms that don't censor what I think. I mean, I'm outraged that Facebook thinks they have a right to tell me that my opinion that is strictly mine, I don't pretend that it's someone else's, but that I can't say it because there's some 20-year-old kid sitting in his pajamas somewhere out in California who has decided that I shouldn't be saying that. Well, they're watching Mike Huckabee, right? Yeah. So listen, let me ask you, did you incite violence? No. Did you post hate? Of course not. Was, was it doxing? Was it bullying? Was it mm, porn? None of the above. So why is Facebook censoring you? That's ridiculous. This yeah. is the United States of America. This is democracy. The Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. The principle, the principle, the principle of democracy is disagreement. That's the great aspect of our country and what we stand for. And, and it's always been that the, the antidote to speech that we don't like is speech that we do like. What's the reaction to MeWe? What kind of uh, response are you getting? Because I have to think the more people know about it, people are going to love what you're doing. Well, here's the thing. Facebook, like they've done with all other competitors, has tried to muzzle conversations about MeWe on their platform. Facebook puts their members in jail when they talk about MeWe in Facebook jail. Huh. They censor the posts, like you get censored. Yeah. So despite that, and with no marketing budget, we have almost 20 million registered users Already. That's great. Well, it's all the more reason, Mark. Thank you for creating an alternative and an option. I hope that you will learn more about Mark and the MeWe social media network. Here's how you do it. Go to Huckabee.tv. There is a link that will take you to MeWe. You can connect to all of our guests tonight, but certainly you want to connect to MeWe and sign up. And you, by the way, at Huckabee.tv, you can even rewatch every segment of every show. Right now, Keith Bilbrey, I'm kind of sensing some jokes after the break. I don't know. Maybe you can tell us what's coming up next. Well, you are exactly right. Coming up, laugh along with Mike's In Case You Missed It news story. Then new Grand Ole Opry members, the Isaacs on Huckabee.
From turkey soda to revenge of the turkeys, we got the news that'll have you reaching for the Tums on this Thanksgiving edition of In Case You Missed It. Well, this year Thanksgiving dinner was the most expensive on record. Even if you could afford it, you might not have been able to find all of the ingredients that you were looking for. I got a feeling that people who were dining on Turkey Helper were not given thanks for the 2020 <laughs> election, I thought. Luckily, some food manufacturers offered some cheaper alternatives. A few years ago, Pringles brought out Thanksgiving dinner flavored potato chips. Keith, you ever try those? No, I don't think, I don't think so. I think you would have remembered I think it. I'll pass. Reviewers generally liked, get this, the turkey flavored Pringles, the mac and cheese flavored, and even the green bean casserole flavored Ooh, Pringle chips. That's disgusting. I, I think it's try. disgusting. He's, he's not agreeing with this at all. I mean, potato chips are supposed to go on top of the green bean casserole. Anyway, one reviewer did say that the pumpkin pie flavor Pringles tasted like chemicals and shame. <laughs> that I could believe. As it turns out, Pringles didn't bring those back this year. Huh. So there is something to be thankful for, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Jones Soda did continue their traditional Thanksgiving product, turkey and gravy soda. Mm -hmm. Now, that's, by the way, for people like Keith, because uh, Keith thinks that gravy is a beverage, don't you? It's not. It's not supposed to be, For Keith. most well, of us, it isn't, uh, Keith. It just, I'll put it this way. I'm watching my weight, so I'm going to wait okay. until they come out with the diet turkey and gravy soda. Now, there you mm. go. That's totally different. That's right. Yeah. Can you imagine that? All right. Well, that brings <laughs> us to the last resort, low-cost alternative to Thanksgiving dinner. It's Brock's turkey dinner-flavored candy corn. Ah, no. I don't even like the regular version. Wait a minute, leave candy corn out of this. I love candy corn. No. You really? Yeah, I do. Next time I trick or treat, I'll bring you what I get of that. I like it. I, I like think it. this abomination has to be the sort of the thing that would make God say, hey, Noah, get the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, of course, food is just one of several great American Thanksgiving traditions. The other is fighting with your family. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can even combine them and have food fights with mm -hmm. your family. That'll work. Now, 20-year-old Braden Langford of Largo, Florida, is such a person. Police said that she was arguing with her mother last month about the cleanliness of the house when she threw two tacos from the dining room <laughs> that hit her mom on the head as her mother was sitting on the couch. You sure you're not talking about Trey Corley? I think it could be. It was Thanksgiving. I, you know. I, didn't want to give any names out or anything. <laughs> well, the police got called to the scene, and when they arrived, they did find taco debris all over the couch and on the mother's back. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh, that must have been a truly horrifying sight. Braden said she didn't mean to hit her mom, who, by the way, wasn't injured. Good. I mean, Keith, thank heaven, they were soft tacos, right? <laughs> well, there you yeah. go. And when asked for a comment, her mom said that she didn't want to taco about it. Oh. I didn't write that particular line. I'm yeah, just, you did. Yeah, okay. Well, Braden was arrested for battery, and a judge released her on a $100 bond, ordering her to have no contact with her mother. 
So I guess the family did have a clean and peaceful Thanksgiving dinner after all. <laughs> Finally, this is the holiday when college students come home to announce that they've become vegans and they try to make you feel guilty about oh, no. eating turkey. Gonna work. Nope. I got the solution to that, guys, I do. Show them this YouTube video from the Life Funny Pets channel. It's eight minutes of turkeys attacking people. Watch this. Better go. <laughs> Watch that one. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that little wow. guy got it, didn't he? <laughs> I'm thinking turkey hunting is looking better all the time. Looks like they're playing Ring Around the Rosie. Right? I they think so. You in there? Turkeys can be mean. Oh, look out now. Have you ever seen a couple of gobblers fight? Wow. Oh. <laughs> so when your vegan relatives try to talk to you into eating tofurkey, the tofu turkey, don't fall for it. No. Hey, these birds had it coming, okay? They did. Well, unlike turkeys this weekend, we're going to fly right out of here. But until next time, remember, we read the news. So after the break, what to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers with Christy Denny. Later, ventriloquist Kevin Johnson. More Huckabee to come. Sign up for his free newsletter and follow at GovMikeHuckabee on Twitter. How about a big hand for Trey Corley and the Music City Connection for bringing us some wonderful music tonight. Always, always. <laughs> Christy Denny is the creator of the popular cooking blog, the girl who ate everything. I love the name of that. It's just great. Now, she doesn't look like she ate everything. I look like I ate everything. <laughs> but that's the name of her blog. She's also a mother of five with her husband, former Miami Dolphin, John Denny. Now, with all those mouths to feed, she's probably the perfect person to write this brand new cookbook called Scrumptious. Recipes for busy families and the game day crowd. I love the name of that, Scrumptious. Here to show us how to get creative with some Thanksgiving leftovers, would you please give a big welcome to Christy Denny. Good to have you here. Thanks. I Thanks love the book. Me. I was looking through some of the recipes yeah. before. Good stuff. Thank Mac you. Mac and cheese, some nice enchiladas and stuff. But we're talking what to do with those leftovers. So what? What's the word leftover? I don't know what that is. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the youngest of 10 kids. Five so kids. We, yeah, you, 10 I kids. Have it. Yeah. You were the youngest of 10, and yeah. then you have five. And then I have five. And a husband who's 6'5", and an NFL player. Yeah. I bet he doesn't eat like a half a sandwich, does no, he? No, no. In fact, when we were first married, I would make big casserole dishes just for the two of us, and he would <laughs> eat it all, so. Well, for those of us who might have leftovers, let's talk about what can you do with some leftover turkey. Okay, so leftover turkey, we're gonna start with a little butter, just a little butter, a little butter. 
It's stuck, we got it. Mm -hmm. And then we're gonna add, this is called the holy trinity. It's the celery, onion, and carrots. So basically if you put those three together, you can make anything taste like comfort food. You sure you need the carrots, huh? <laughs> Do you not like carrots? I'm not a carrot fan, but that's okay. Oh, you go ahead and put I'll them in just there. put a little then, maybe? No, oh. Ah, you did them you all. Need it all. You, you, you need it all. Like do you need it all. Do you want to stir yeah, or no? dump those, sure, no? I'll stir that up. Okay, so you're gonna stir. Okay. So we're gonna cook that. So basically, this is the base to any really good soup, really any good comfort food are these three things. Mm -hmm. And then See, I, I would have used peppers instead of the oh, carrots. Oh, would yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, but that's okay. Gar We're what doing about garlic. Do you like garlic? I love garlic. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're gonna put a little garlic. I always smell like garlic because I'm always cooking. <laughs> so once we cook that down, we're gonna add some flour and make a roux. Ah. So this is basically if you have you ever made soup before? A, a lot of times. Have yes. you? Yeah. So this is gonna give it that thickness, that creaminess. Mm -hmm. And let's see. And my wife is from Louisiana, so oh. she makes roux so we can do gumbo. Oh, does she have a good gumbo? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to get that recipe. Uh -huh. All right, and then, so you you can use chicken stock. If you have leftover stock from your turkey, that okay. would be great in this, since we're using our leftover turkey. Did I spill a little? I don't mm -hmm. wanna get you. That's no, okay. <laughs> I wore this apron just in case. I know, black, all right. And then once that thickens up for a little bit, Okay. Um, that's gonna take a couple minutes, yeah. but we'll just pretend, pretend that it, pretend was really it being happened. Done. Okay. You're gonna pour in some egg noodles. Now, egg noodles cook super fast, faster than any other noodles. So okay. that's only gonna take about five minutes. Five like, minutes. Now, does this need to be boiling or anything? Or just... It is, but our burner's being a little, it's, once we give it a second, it's gonna come up to a boil. Okay. But, All right. um, like I said, I'm the mom of five kids. I don't have time to do really anything complicated. So this is as complicated as, a, See, as I, I get. I love the fact yeah. that it's simple. It's simple. People, especially Thanksgiving weekend, they got relatives yes. in there, they can't get rid of them. And you know, what are you gonna do? Yes. You don't have time to spend four hours in the kitchen cooking. No, they don't. I, I was telling you earlier, I have a hundred first cousins, so. <laughs> Whoa. It's, Are you it's serious, pretty great. Right? It's, it's crazy, right? Wow. So with that many people around, it's kind of hard to go out to eat sometimes. So it's sometimes easier Let's just to restaurant. do it at home. Okay, I'm gonna add a little cream to this. Okay, because that's real cream. It's real cream. Okay. Did you say, yeah, it's real. Oh, yeah. Just a little cream you probably have leftover from Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Okay, so once this simmers up, you're gonna add your leftover turkey. Okay. We, we have some leftover turkey. Looks good. All right, so you could use chicken if it's not, you know. No, not that. Not the same. If you don't have leftover turkey, but okay. we're all gonna have a little leftover. All right. I was telling so you. So far, yeah. looking great. And it's simple, I like it's that. It's simple, okay, but it's it's not boiling. But Well, it's okay. We'll pretend. We. Yeah, somehow <laughs> magically in TV, it's going to turn into the yes. finished product. And I it? like this where you do all the work and I just watch, yeah. that's so fun. Usually I'm the one in the kitchen. So when it's all done, yeah. this is what it ends up looking this like. This is, and you can see it's nice and thick. I don't know if you guys can see that. It is. Yeah. So it's nice and, th well, it's not that thick. It's been sitting, but um, it'll soak up the juices. So this yeah. is the perfect comfort. It's, it's like a casserole in a skillet, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's usually a little bit, mm. a little bit more juicy. But Now, should we try this? I think we should. Oh, I think I should. I Absolutely. Folks, do you think <laughs> I should try this? Try it. I do. Mm. Does it need salt? Oh, mm. I forgot. Does it need salt? You got what? Would you need more salt and pepper? No. Actually, it's got plenty of salt. Does it? Okay. Well, stock. we didn't do it in this one. Now, there if we it go. were me, yeah. 
I'd have a big old bottle mm -hmm. of Louisiana hot or Tabasco. Oh. We'd be dumping that in Is there. Is that how we do it here? Absolutely. Fine. <laughs> I'm from but, Utah, so we don't know about that. Well, you should learn. It's really good. <laughs> this is really, honestly, it's very good. Good. Thank and you. And so it's pretty simple. It's very simple. Now, yeah. recipes, that's what you've got in Scrumptious, right? Yeah, so these are all, I would say, most of them around 15 to 20 minutes prep mm -hmm. time because for me, with my family, I just want to make dinner happen. I have five kids, so we'll go around the table at dinner and we'll say, what was your peak in your pit of the day? Yeah, just my, so you kind of know what's going on with everyone. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and I did get a chance to look through the book. I think it's a terrific idea to make cooking simple because not everybody has the time mm -mm. or the expertise to be like full-blown chefs. And this is great food. It tastes right. terrific. You can learn more about Christy Denning and her scrumptious cookbook, as well as the blog, all you have to do is go to the new website. We've redesigned it, Huckabee.tv, so that everything you want to know about the show, including how to connect to Christy, is right there. Hey, the rest of the show may not be as delicious as this was, but it will be just as fun. Keith Bilbrey, he's got the most sought-after job in all of town. He's going to tell you what's on the menu for this show. Next, the greatest comedian, ventriloquist of all time, who have you crying tears of awe, wonder, and joy. The intrepid Kevin Johnson is next! Next week, join Mike with former White House Press Secretary Kaylee McEnany and kick off the holidays with the Music City Connection. And welcome back. Now, you may have seen my next guest at Legoland in San Diego. He only did 8,800 shows there. And he was twice named the best male performer at any amusement park in the whole world. He's also made numerous national TV appearances. He was named one of the world's top 10 best ventriloquists. You know, I kind of think he ought to run for political office because he already knows how to talk out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> Perfect. What an option. Would you please welcome the amazing Kevin Johnson. <laughs> Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. That's funny. <laughs> and by the way, Keith, sorry about that. I had nothing to do with that, just so you know. Well, my name is Kevin. These are my friends. Let me introduce them to you quickly. On my left is Matilda. Hello. Oh, they talk, too. Of course they talk. She's a very talented, very beautiful cockatoo. I am? Yes, you are. Oh, I am. Thank you. So sweet. <laughs> okay, excuse me. This is uh, Clyde. What's up? He's a very talented uh, buzzard. No, not a buzzard. I don't, uh, I don't identify as a buzzard anymore. Really? I am Zorro. <laughs> Zorro is not a bird. And you are not Zorro. Yeah, look at this. Okay. <laughs> what was that? Z for Zorro. Yeah, we got it. Look, for Halloween, he had a Zorro costume. Just go see my movie. You're not in the Zorro movie. If you were in that movie, I was in Titanic. You were in Titanic. No. 
Truth be told, I do most of my work on cruise ships, and her favorite uh, movie is Titanic. Then watch this. Jack. Jack, oh, now they let go. Uh, what is she looking at? Just let her, let her do it. Jack, I said I'll never let go. Well, it looks like you did. <laughs> there he goes. Would you stop? Right next to your career. Now you're being rude. No, nope, still Zorro. <laughs> Why does he do that? It's his costume. He doesn't need a costume. He looks like a candy corn. <laughs> Awkward. Don't. Yeah, I'm watching you now. I'll start calling you Titanic, because you're going down. Which we quickly learned was not the best joke to do on a cruise ship. <laughs> well, we're, we work in the Caribbean. What are they going to say? Ice cube, right ahead. Don't step on it. Back in the glass, sir. Okay. Well, we are very grateful to be uh, celebrating uh, Thanksgiving weekend with Huckabee. This is so exciting. No, no, no. We canceled Thanksgiving. You what? Didn't you get the memo? We canceled it. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a bird thing. They don't like the bird. We are birds, you know. Okay. But you're not turkeys. I used to soar with eagles. Now you're down here walking with the turkeys. <laughs> What's that? Okay, tell me one thing you're thankful for. That I'm not in that suitcase anymore. How about that? And what are you thankful for? That I'm not a turkey. <laughs> I'm thankful to be back working again. I can't even tell you how nice it is to be back working. We just finished a four-month contract on a cruise ship. That was a long time. <laughs> Because we have a large family, my wife and I, we have five kids, four still living at home, which made for a very long pandemic, you know, for 18 months at home. We, we had to be creative with the kids, right? Made blanket forts downstairs. We even went camping in the driveway in our SUV. Now, that was because we couldn't pay rent. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, uh, we even tried Zoom shows. That did not go so well. <laughs> well, there were issues. Internet slow issues. Imagine you'd be in the middle of a show and all of a sudden you can't move anymore. You're like not moving at all. Is the thing actually going to go now? Is he going to look at his mouth? Isn't even moving? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that. It was buffering, right? Buffering? Yeah, didn't like it. But now that we've had some time to ourselves, the birds have been working on some things. So if you can uh, share some of your talents, they do some impressions. Here we go, Elvis. Oh, he does not do Elvis. He's never done Elvis. <laughs> Really? What, too soon? Too soon on that one? <laughs> that is not Elvis. Have you seen him lately? Come on. <laughs> we are in Tennessee. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Do the impression. All right, here we go. Chris Angel. <laughs> doesn't even know who Chris Angel is. <laughs> What's up? I, d I don't get it. Neither did they. <laughs> you know what? I've got one. You have to guess what it is. All right, we'll guess. Really? I'm over here levitating. She goes, meow. I've got your cat. Check this out. He does not do a cat sound. Relax. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Would you quit? Yeah. Cat with a hairball. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> so. Is there something in your throat? Yeah, that would be your hand, dummy. <laughs> Would ya? I, I, don't, I don't get that one. <laughs> You're not going to get a lot of these. Just simmer down, all right? Simmer down. If you've ever thought about becoming a ventriloquist, don't do it. <laughs> Unless you have a good psychiatrist. <laughs> they say there is a fine line between ventriloquism and schizophrenia. <laughs> I think you crossed that line. Well, you have to keep the personalities separate. And the lines separate. And the voices separate. Because if you mix up the voices, 
I would sound like her. And I would sound like him. And I would sound like you. And that would not look good. I don't like it. I want a voice back. Hard to sleep at night. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much. You've been a blast tonight. I tell you what, um, we want to end with our signature piece. Do you remember the old Godzilla movies? The old, old ones where the words never match their mouth, right? <laughs> we want to show you what that would look like to see it live. We call it Godzilla Theater. Check it out. <clears throat> Did you hear? There's a dinosaur on the loose right here in Tennessee. Are you scared? Come on, talk to me. I'm not scared. I am Zorro. <laughs> I'm scared that it's not Zorro, it's Zero. <laughs> look. It's Godzilla. We have to get out of here right now. That's not Godzilla. That's the Geico Gecko. If we don't go, we're going to die. We got to get out of here. No. All right. You've been so much fun. Thanks for letting us play. All right. Oh, that was great. Kevin, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, Zaro. What's up? I loved it. What a terrific talent. Would you please give it up well, for Kevin you. Johnson? Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it. Be sure to find out everything you'd like to know about Kevin Johnson right now at Huckabee.tv. That's where you can link to him. Book him for an event that you've got in your community. As you can see, you're going to have a great time when he comes to be with you. Now, we've got Keith here live and in person. He is going to tell us all how we're going to be finishing this great show tonight. Take it away, Keith. Well, stick around because Gospel Music Hall of Famers, the Isaacs, are here on Huckabee. Learn more about tonight's guest. Enjoy exclusive content, plus watch full Huckabee episodes on the brand new Huckabee.tv. Well, the Isaacs are Gospel Music Hall of Fame inductees. They're also the latest members of the Grand Ole Opry, just named. That is a big deal, a big deal. Well, the family band's mastery of vocal harmonies and their blending of American music forms really creates a wonderful sound, and it is uniquely their own. Anyone who's heard them loves them. Their latest recording is called The American Face. Here to tell us about it is Sonia, Rebecca, Ben, and their mother, Lily. Welcome, the Isaacs. Thank you, so Governor. good having you guys here. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, yes, indeed. You know, it's hard to believe. You guys have been performing for over 50 years. I wouldn't say that <laughs> girls and Ben has. But, Lily, yes. you started in the gospel music business in 1971. That's right. So, you know, that's lasting power. It really is. <laughs> I paid my dues, I guess. But you have a remarkable story. You weren't born in the United States. In fact, the child of Holocaust survivors. Yes, sir. So how in the world did you go from being a little girl born in Germany, children of Holocaust survivors, to becoming a gospel singer for 50 years and raising this <laughs> wonderful family and blessing all of us with some of the greatest harmonies around? Honestly, Governor, I don't know. Mm. Uh, it had to be God's plan, yeah. I guess. But uh, I am grateful that uh, I am an American because I wouldn't have had a chance to do what I'm doing with my family now if 
you know, things that had worked out differently. But my parents, both being Holocaust survivors, they were liberated by our blessed American soldiers. Uh, and uh, all, amen, our veterans. You know, I kind of get the impression, Lily, that you don't think America's an evil country. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we're kind of in a, you know, a hard place right now, but America has given my chance, my family a chance just to live again. Because uh. my parents came here, they'd lost their families and everything they ever had. And when we got here, we went through Ellis Island. And in 1971, uh, after I got married because of a death in my husband's family, I found found myself in church one night, not knowing a thing about the Lord or anything like that, but God just got a hold of my heart, and this Jewish kid, I gave Yeshua my heart, and uh, wow. that's the way it started. Well, I'd say you got a pretty good dose of it, Lily, no doubt about it. You guys have collaborated with people that most of us would just be happy to see from 100 yards away, <laughs> Vince Gill, Dolly Parton, Paul Simon, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Sonia, let me ask you, when you when you get to perform with people like that, do you pinch yourself and say, wow? Absolutely. We, the Lord has brought some amazing people into our lives. Um, we've worked hard, but we've, we, you know, that's a great honor. When people ask you to sing on their albums or to uh, sing, you know, on tour with them, it's it really is. And so it's been a, quite an amazing experience, honestly. Becky, Grand Ole Opry induction, that's got to be. <laughs> a big, big moment in all of your lives. It's a unique feeling because only 227 people have experienced what it feels like. Mm. And I, I wanna pinch myself when I say that. I think there's 66 Opry members still alive now. And so it's, I, I can't even put into words, like I'm stuttering just trying to explain how it feels. It, it's I don't know of anyone who had anything other than yeah, well, they deserved it. We're so glad they're there. Thank you. Ben, in yes. addition to being the only male that travels with these three women, which must be a challenge do in not itself. Wow. Do not pity him. Do not pity him. Oh, I do. I do. Thank you, Governor. I appreciate it. But you it. also produce records. And I do. You perform. You know, it, this has got to be still, though, the great thrill of being able to travel with your family sure. and perform and then to be a part of something that gets to the Opry. It is. You know, uh, our family has been very blessed, uh, and, and the way Sonia said, to, to know the people that we know and to have been influenced by so many different genres of music and to, to call those people that have influenced us friends now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and the whole Opry thing, and then, but going back to, you know, traveling with my mom and my sisters, it's a chore. <laughs> wow. Well, there was your weekend, Ben. Yeah. Well, I want our audience to get a whole lot more of the Isaacs because they're just absolutely wonderful. Not only their music being top-notch, but they're just great, great people. Keith Bilbrey is going to tell you how you can connect to the Isaacs and get their music. To get links to the Isaacs' great music, including their latest recording, The American Face, go to Huckabee.tv. While you're there, be sure to watch their digital exclusive song, Just Words. Now, here to perform the American face with Trey Corley and the Music City Connection are the Isaacs. in a shoebox Sons and daughters of the baby boom We are needle on the vinyl Intoxicated on our tunes 
white men, pacifists, and veterans, Scotch, Irish, to the Carolinas, sailing New York Harbor, all the way through Ellis Island. Saturday night kids rock and rollin' downtown Atlantic City and the Colorado Ridge Over to Billy Joe and the Tallahatchie Bridge Heartbreak Hotel and Amazing Grace Ain't we pretty eyes a picture The American Beautiful thing. 